Okay, so we began yesterday about the halachas related to uh, the delivery and what uh, the responsibility of the, uh, the merchant is in that case. So here, and we said we're going to talk about what happens where the, uh, the timing of the delivery is something which is an essential part of the purchase. So he writes, In the event that an onus occurs to, uh, to a merchant, and as a result of that onus, he was not able to deliver the, the merchandise in time. So if it's clear that the timing of something was an essential part of the purchase, Kagon, for example, um, so in the event that you're having some sort of show which is going on, you're, uh, you're at the you know, McCormick uh, place, and you need something specifically for that weekend event, and it doesn't come in time for that, and you have no use for it afterwards. So it's clear that the customer in that case is going to be able to cancel a purchase. A more practical example was you order a pizza to be delivered, and then they want to deliver it for breakfast the next morning. So by the next morning, whatever I needed to do last night for dinner is already done, and I don't need it for breakfast, and I can say I'm not taking it because this is not going to serve my purpose. But in the event that the timing of the delivery was not an essential part of it, so the postgame disagree as far as how long the merchant has to be able to deliver the merchandise, and at what point the customer could say, this is just ridiculous already, and, uh, you know, I want out. You know, obviously, sukkah decorations or schach I could use next year, but I wanted it for this year, so if you deliver it to me Hanukkah time, so can I go ahead and cancel or not, so that uh, there will be an interesting uh, discussion. Then we say, he says, Let's say a merchant wants to assure his customer, I will deliver it on time, and if I don't deliver it on time, I will credit you $50 or something like that. So in the event that the, uh, the parties want this stipulation to be binding, so they have to make sure that they write it in a way which is not an asmachta, an if-then type of agreement. If I'm late, then I, I, the merchant, will go ahead and give you this. Those type of agreements generally are not binding in halacha. So if you want it to be binding, make sure that you do it according to uh, the way uh, the workaround for asmachta for those who would like to look that up, that's in Simon Reish Zion. Now, the next topic is uh, the anything which is biblically prohibited for consumption. Even in the event that it's Mutabahana. So let's talk about bacon, let's talk about ham. So it's certainly Asr to eat, but it's Mutabahana. So So in the event that this is something which is specifically uh, sold and manufactured for food, for human consumption, So it's prohibited to go ahead and do business with uh, prohibited food. So anything which is going to fall into that charity, so it's, it's an interesting halacha that although the food is mutter bahana, there's a specific iser against doing business with that, buying and selling that. And we'll see the parameters of that uh, tomorrow, Mirz Hashem. And achoras rova poskim, and the conclusion of most poskim is, shisur zehumina Torah, that this, there's actually an iser daraisa to buy and sell not biblically prohibited non-kosher food. So it's not even like exera darbanan, we treat it with the stringencies of a daraisa. Vitama iserhu, and the reason why the Torah asserted it is, we shum gzera shema yavo lechomem, out of concern that if you're buying and selling non-kosher food, so you may get hungry and you stick your hand into the 
cookie jar, or you stick your hand into the bag, whatever it happens to be, and you'll grab something without even thinking, and you may end up uh, inadvertently eating it. So to avoid that altogether, the Torah prohibited doing business with non-kosher food. But for that reason, in the event that it's not specifically designed for food, so then you are allowed to go ahead and do business. So an example of that would be a horse is certainly something which is biblically prohibited for consumption, but people who buy and sell horses generally are not doing so for consumption. They're doing so for other reason, for breeding or some uh, other type of reason. So then it would actually be permitted to go ahead and to buy and sell uh, a non-kosher animal in, the, in that uh, context, but something which is specifically food, so that is going to be usher, and as I said, we'll discuss more details of that tomorrow.